Standing in the Gap, Standing Under Fire with Josh Tompkins, a biblical Q&A that provides listeners with biblical answers to many of their toughest questions. I'm your host, Mike Cross. Josh, the church throughout history has stood divided over the issue of predestination. What is predestination? Okay, this should be a fun one. In all of theology, there's one word that strikes fear into the hearts of every theologian, and that word is predestination. It's a hotly contested word, highly divisive, and I think it always has been. It's a hot topic, almost too hot for people to touch. So if you want a fun conversation around the dinner table, just say the word predestination. To some, it's a disturbing word, and they hate it. They despise it. It's like a swear word. It's not a four-letter word. It's a 14-letter word. To others, it's a glorious word, and they cherish it. But the bottom line is we all must deal with it, and we all really must believe it because predestination is a Bible word. It is found in the Bible. It didn't come from Geneva. It wasn't made up by John Calvin in the 1500s during the Reformation. It's not a philosophic word. It's not a theoretical word. It's not even a word of reason. Predestination is a Bible word. It was made up by God. God put it there. And I'll say even this. It is. Predestination is God's word. It comes from the mouth of God. It comes down from the throne of God. It it is a glorious, God-exalting word. And we must believe it, again, because it's in the Bible. It is plainly taught in the Bible. And everyone that is a Bible reader, a Bible expositor, an exegete of the Bible must deal with and address that word because it's in the Bible. God put that word in the Bible. So what does it mean? Predestination means, it's a, it's a Greek word. I'm not a Greek scholar. I'm not a Greek expert. I, I know how to look up Greek words. I took some Greek in seminary. But basically the word predestination in the Greek is proorizo. And you can put the, you know, separate those two that word into, into two. The word pro means beforehand. The word, word orizo, you can get that. We, we kind of get our word horizon from that. So you see it, God has marked out the horizons beforehand. He's marked out the destination beforehand. Beforehand, It basically means the destination has been determined before the journey begins. It's been determined ahead of time. And that ahead of time would be before the foundation of the world. It shows that God had a plan, that God had a purpose, that God has a will, and that God isn't doing things willy-nilly just on the fly. But God determined what's going to happen before the journey even began. He has infallibly determined all things that come to pass. And the Bible uses several terms to describe this plan, this purpose of God before the foundation of the, of the world. It's called, in, in Scripture now, it's a Bible word, it's called His eternal purpose. You see that in Ephesians 3.11. You see it in Romans 8.28, Romans 9.11, Ephesians 1.9, Hebrews 6.17. It's called His eternal purpose. It's called His definite plan, Acts 2.23, Acts 4.28. It's His counsel. That's Psalm 33.11. That's Isaiah 5.19. It's the counsel of His will, Ephesians 1.11. It's the purpose of His will, Ephesians 1.5. It's His good pleasure, Luke 12.32 and Philippians 2.13. It's His will, Romans 9.19. It's His un influenced will. He does that which he pleases. His will and his plan is not contingent upon the choices or actions of of any man. Uh, Daniel 4.35 says, all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the hosts of the heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. It's an uninfluenced, I like the uninfluenced will. It's his unalterable will. Psalm 33.11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. Isaiah fourteen twenty seven. For the Lord of hosts has purposed 
And who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? It's an unalterable will. It's an exhaustive will. It's all these different things that the Bible calls his plan and his purpose. It's exhaustive. Romans 8, 28, all things. Ephesians 1, 11, all things. God has been in his plans. Get that. It says all things. Been very specific and very meticulous. God has exhaustively predetermined the things that are going to come to pass. Isaiah 46, 10, which is, which is one of my favorites, says this about God, about Yahweh. That he declares the end from the beginning and from the ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. And he goes on to say, in the, and I think it's in the very next verse, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. Thanks for that. And again, that's Josh Tompkins, pastor of West End Baptist Church. We love hearing from our listeners and hope to hear from you soon. If you have biblical questions and would like to have them answered, log on to our website at www.westendbsg.org and leave them there. And feel free to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by logging in and searching for us using at West End Baptist Church. Mm-hmm.